Greetings, cinema lovers, and if you've watched this film along with us, that may not be a word that can describe anyone anymore. Why torture yourself? Involved, like yes, involved in this endeavor, this quest, this. Don't, don't call this a quest. This odyssey. This is, <laughs> this, this is no great biblical epic. This is just shit. To go back as we often do to our support network that is the WhatsApp group. We're going to have to make that open to other <laughs> listeners as it goes uh, on. Or at least like, take screenshots and throw it out. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think, Michael, you said words to the effect of we better get a following fucking fast <laughs> to make this. I mean, what episode is this? Episode this is episode seven. 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 I mean, we're, we're roughly coming up to halfway through the series. If there's not a fan base by now, I'm seriously pissed. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really like films before we started. <laughs> now I've had to be like, you know, just... Um, well, I've endured, I think is the only word. I've endured seven of these ones. I just hate the cinema. I hate Specifically British everything. cinema, I suppose. British cinema, yeah. of fury blood or any other plague can match what sears my eyes and haunts my ears within these walls the legend says they would now they're not now there's something else This, this film, Knights of the Damned, it really is the foundation of the idea of this show, films of this ilk, because I think I said in the first episode, very often I would go into an HMV, the big blockbuster will get four rows, the Amy Schumer comedy will get two, then maybe some film four thing will get one row. Bit of an indie darling in An there indie somewhere. darling, and then you'll get, right at the bottom, a film like the one we're going to review today, which is Knights of the Damned, a film from the year 2017. But if you missed it during its theatrical run, that means you are a human in this dimension, because this did not get a full-on theatrical release. And I think this might be as close as we get to like the British equivalent of the Asylum DVDs, where it's not as direct and shameless a cash-in, and there's no Sharknados, but it is a place that just distributes very low budget films like i said there was trailers before this film on dvd unskippable trailers for films that this uh, distribution arm i suppose you can call them release as well as this film and they looked of the same production qualities and two of them starred callum best <laughs> so a man with the most ironic surname my brother's called callum and he is called callum after callum best not because my dad's an admirer of Callum Best, just that he thought the name Callum was a nice name. And so It's a grand name. Yeah. Not knocking the Callum, but it's it's, I mean. the, it's the it's the individual representing all Callums that's doing yeah. it. So this I'm is Night of the Damned. It's like the modern day equivalent of the old B movies of the fifties, sixties, seventies, and and then when we went into the direct video market, that's where you get all these like 
crass, yeah. low-budget films with little talent, but you know, they live and die on a on a fancy VHS or DVD cover, I suppose. Yeah. If you go in a petrol station on like a motorway services and you see a bargain bucket full of DVDs, there'll be at least six copies of this in mm. there, mm. amongst like a film you've seen twenty times over yeah. on Child Four but can't be asked to buy. Like the highest end of this sort of uh, strata of films would star Vinnie Jones. And oh, they can only dream of getting Vinnie Jones. Though to be fair, there is one person here that does have a couple of decent credits. Yes, I think I know exactly. Uh, well, there might be a about. couple, but the, the main heroes in it, I suppose, are a trio of knights. One of whom, uh, the older, bald, bearded gentleman. Uh, I don't know the actor's name, but he was in Game of Thrones as Rattleshirts. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the wildlings only in a couple of episodes I think or at least one of them has been in Skyfall because mm. the main three knights there's two bored lads and a hunky one so the hunky check the hunky Christ Christ fella, yeah. 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 Not I mean it was, it was like to say that you know as a man who's losing his hair quite drastically I can still get a lead role in a film but you have to you then do write have to. that film uh, yeah, I would have produce to be in that, that film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is very much an indulgence. Uh, like, like one of the, the main hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. We we can tell. You know, <laughs> this is very much pop calling Castle Black. Um, so yeah, to give you an idea, we're going to do all the the hard work for you by recounting what happens in Knights of the Dams. All eighty three minutes of it, was it a quick I think watch it was. Yeah, four I, goes, but it was a quick I managed watch. to. Well, I did like an aborted two minutes in and then I just turned it off because I think the snooper was on okay. <laughs> <laughs> when snooker beats dragons you know you've got something shit on your hands but then I went back and, and I did manage the whole sitting I was quite impressed I did plan to break it up but I was just like oh, I'm just going to power through here now one of my breaks was genuinely cleaning the house now I don't like cleaning the house <laughs> now you're saying this, this podcast is doing nothing of benefit to you it's making us more productive by sheer hatred mm-hmm. yeah, I hoovered because of this film was so bad <laughs> I actually remembered what a Dyson was <laughs> so the film opens with narration I can't remember what the narration says but it's Done over like some brief shots of very low energy scuffling amongst a bunch of <laughs> knights on a battlefield. Some Vikings rowing, and there's, and there's, there's trouble afoot. There's trouble afoot. Yeah. Everything you see in those first opening seconds of the film, you don't actually experience. And they seem like quite a lot of effort to have put for just a... I think it must have been they must have bought some footage off some other Yeah, it's like it's got to be stock footage at the very best. The the budget was tight there, 50 quid. Yeah, and you don't suddenly fork it out on like 50 people doing an overhead... Oh, there was a lot of drone shots (laughs) in this film. Someone got a drone and they wanted to use it. (laughs) Um, One thing that bothered me about that shot of the battle scene from some other film that they rented... Every night seemed to be different colours, like a Skittles rainbow of different. And I was like, is it, is it just like a is this it like a, a royal Skittle... rumble? It was, is Skittle... this... <laughs> it was the Skittle skirmish. Oh. Lovely alliteration there. Well done. They all well done. tasted the rainbow that day. The rainbow of death. <laughs> the red of blood, the yellow of vomit, the green of off-colour piss. <laughs> After these various disorienting, establishing shots, we hear the narrator, and they seem to be hunting something. It was very hard to tell, because, and this was actually one of the reasons why I stopped it after two minutes, 
uh, to, and gave up the, to watch for the snooker because I thought I can't hear what's being said. Oh my god, the, the sound mix is atrocious. It's not just a... I mean, you have the added benefit of watching it via the medium of DVD, so subtitles could exist. That's what you'd think. There were no subtitles available <laughs> as an extra feature. Uh, that sums it all up. There was so much text in the film rather than showing <laughs> you. Damn it, movie. So I was really, really frustrated about this sound mix. Because not only am I the one that has to write out the plot, I've got to fucking pay attention now. <laughs> even more so than usual to understand what's being said. So yeah, we are greeted by four knights at a shoreline. It seems out of the four, the one called James is the keenest to get on with what they're about to do. They had names. Yes. So it turns out what they have been waiting for is a dragon. <laughs> now, <laughs> to give it credit, you know, some films to try and get you in, to get you hooked in, uh, the dragon came in, 138. Yeah, there yeah. Was no fucking around Yeah, this is, not like Steven Spielberg. this is not like Steven Spielberg with Jaws. No, We're no, not going to no. hold off from revealing this thing. Dragon! Because <laughs> they were really, really, really impressed with their visual effects. Look, guys, no, guys, guys, guys we've got a dragon. Stay with it. Stay with it. How I know can... you can't hear the audio. Stay with it. We've got and I know you think you can't see a dragon, but trust me, that... Splodge of animation on the screen is supposed hey, to be a dragon. The dragon did fire. Uh, it, it did uh, fire. Yeah, it was... About that fire. Right. What no do you offense. think it was? Because I reckon it was two Bunsen burners they from the local comp. <laughs> that whole sort of fire visual, uh, fire visual. When they decided to defend themselves from the fire, all they did was put their shields up. Yeah, that worked. Four very shitty yes, looking shields, the su- which weren't burnt. And also, the surface area that those shields covered. This wasn't like the Spartans with the whole shit. That's the thing. Like it was cop- a it lot was about of- enough to cover the forearm yeah. at best. Yeah, so they they should have very dro- very you know normal forearms, but the rest of them burnt to a crisp. It was a child's shield you buy at Toys R Us. God rest his yeah. soul. A lot of this was stuff that was bought from a combination of Toys R Us and IKEA. This is stuff that was basically bought at a market. Yeah. The um actually it was later on, but then the bar scene kicks in. The cups they buy, the sort of wooden chalices they they drink out of, they do sell them in IKEA for two pound fifty. Oh yeah, that's what, I actually made a note of that later, so we'll have to get yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, the dragon flies towards them. It was very hard to tell where this dragon there was a, in relation. There is a dragon. To it's fine. Also, to give you an idea of like the level of quality of an, of the animation of a, of this dragon, I can imagine. If you saw a behind the scenes of the 1995 Dragonheart film with uh, Sean Connery and Dennis Quaid and uh, David Thewlis, I believe it was. Wow, yes, they would say. So this was our temp composite image that we used for the first 20 days of production. That's their final image in the year 2017 (laughs) in this film. Again, I think that's just because they're trying to save cash. It's like, right, okay, we've got the first draft. No, 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 that's the real one. This is what gets me, though. Like, Like, if this is... If you have the resources to make this... Don't make a film with a dragon in it. Go on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Spend it wisely. Sorry, knights and zombies should be enough. You don't have to throw fucking dragons into the mix. Well, well the thing is, they dragon. obviously they obviously thought this whole thing, this whole film is basically predicated on the notion of Game of Thrones meets Walking Dead. So if it's got to have Game of Thrones, that means it's got to have dragons. They And even though, let's point out, the Game of Thrones... Has zombies in it. Uh, yeah, so, no walkers. Well, these be... guys aren't zombies either. They're the Fury. But again, because <laughs> we can't call it the the what's the, what's the one from um, 
Oh, what's the one for 28 Days Later? What's the virus in that? Oh, um... The Rage virus. The Rage. We can't call it the Rage, we'll call it the Fury. That'd yeah. be fine. <laughs> what is Rage like? Okay, get someone get a thesaurus. We can't afford one. <laughs> oh. right. We'll just call it Fury. Oh, you went to uni. Come on, use your brain. Uh, uh, Fury? Ang- all right, angry, uh, incensed. Well, they can't all suffer from the angry. angry. It's fine. It's fine. The incensed. The incensed. The, incensed. the bloody annoyed. But they smell lovely. <laughs> the mildly miffed. <laughs> the inconvenienced. <laughs> the fucked up. <laughs> Which I was watching this film. What happened So next? anyway, these guys charge towards the dragon. And they say hold formation. And they're kind of doing that classic 300 thing where they're supposed to have the shields in front and moving as one. But then one of them says, with your permission, Lord, I shall lead. Then you're out of formation! George Graham, the Arsenal defence in 1990, would not have been happy. Furious! (laughs) (laughs) But like the George Graham Arsenal team, they take defensive positions. The super eager one, James, charges towards the dragon, but is told to fall back. But then the dragon knocks him off on the shoreline. You always listen to your captain. Tony Adams wouldn't have stood for that. So then the dragon flies off, and they figure it's heading back to the west, which is where they shall go to. Mm -hmm. They're climbing down the rock harbour to try and find their fallen comrade, James. One of them slips. <laughs> yeah. And they kept it in the film. <laughs> There's a lot of fuck-ups that they left in the film, and I will get to another I've one later. I've got a theory about it later on, so yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. So yeah, they, they ponder their loss, and then they leave James to be dead. And then as the camera zooms in on James's dead body, we start hearing blood, fury, dragon strength. Blood, fury, dragon strength. And we cut between the images of the dead James and an old black gentleman dressed in robes in front of a fireplace. He claims, relive again, puts a sword down. And that makes James wake up. And that's when we get the title cards. Fucking finally. That's when we get this opening scroll. First thing I want to point out, they chose a weird... Yellow fonts. Oh god! Against a light blue background of like waves, crashing waves. So at various points, it was really hard to read these words. Then deliberately, they like blurred out some of the narration as if to make it look like it was shimmering gold. Yeah, they just made it really difficult to read. And it's such a long block of text. (laughs) Exactly. It was it, like okay. This is what this is all. This is all on the screen. Okay, so this is what it says because I wrote this all up. I had to pause it. A hundred and seventy years ago, the realm of Nazroth was in chaos, a time of vicious war and sorcery that tore the idyllic world into twelve kingdoms. The most respected and powerful kingdom is that of Zoldar, mm. whose king Zalvador has endeavoured to keep harmony in the face of neighbouring kingdoms' petty fighting. The beasts of the Dark Kingdom and the dragons have not been seen for generations, and there has been relative peace in the land. But nine months ago, (sighs) the dragon screams once again filled the skies, and King Zalvador's western castle was bombarded with unprovoked attacks. To restore peace and ensure the safety of his people, the king ordered twelve of his best knights to slay the beast. The royal warriors chased the dragon away from Zoldar, a fight of teeth and blade, fire and steel. As each battle claimed another life, the knights feel a darkness growing in the land. Nazroth is changing again. Yeah, I'm going to do Hoovering. Um, <laughs> I don't 
rather clean the house than watch <laughs> this shit. Break number one. Film, why are you making me read things? Just be a book. Does anyone need a clothes <laughs> wash? But I'm doing a wash it on. <laughs> so, yeah, the cast and crew is then introduced, and it's very obvious that they seem to have used PowerPoint fade-in animation for the names. <laughs> As somebody who makes PowerPoints for um, work, really. Really? Really bad. Like, like that's like stage one PowerPoint. There's no, there's no skill there. I'll have you know they had their VFX supervisors particularly <laughs> pay attention to that. So at this point, after all the credits have been and gone, and you realise a number of people worked on this, the three um, knights are now riding their horses into the forest. This is obviously public land, and they're able to use it for this film, and that's where they will film the vast majority of this movie. I mean, I'm surprised they actually had the budget for horses. I thought they were going to do coconuts like Monty <laughs> Python. <laughs> As they ride their horses into the forest, the dragon is flying overhead. We then cut to a windmill. Lovely windmill. A lovely windmill where a peasant lady is doing peasant things with rags. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, these rags are really stiff today. So she starts sweeping, but with a stick. Yep, that's how you sweep. There's no broom. She's a peasant girl, she can't afford broom. They spent the money on the dragon. (laughs) And the horsey. (laughs) It was just one horse. (laughs) She hears a noise outside, declares, Halt! Who goes there? And we've seen uh, the fury, these zombies inching towards the mill. She asks <laughs> if it's Henry. We never meet this Henry. Because she looks through the window where a zombie emerges from underneath. She backs away into the doorway and another zombie appears from behind and snaps her neck. Then we wait, then suddenly it cuts to Thomas. Is it? Yes, it was Thomas, wasn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> Who is a poet? Audio podcast. Um, why? Why there? Did you? Because um... <laughs> any time my name comes up in something uh, of like, not of worth, but any time it comes up in like some sort of media, I get just a little bit of chuffy. You, I you, do get a little bit. The, yeah. um, you did the. You did the the fairly uh, popular. Um, hand motion for I've got a big stiffy <laughs> <laughs> to be fair yes it's obvious to be fair this Thomas that we're talking about on screen is a bit of a ladies man apparently oh, damn fucking right oh, he is he's a poet who is credited by one of the other knights for his love of beauty he was slinging all over town yes <laughs> he was so this is where we get sub medieval Shakespearean dialogue that comes and goes as much as the writers can be asked to keep it up, it is genuinely like moving from like lines of dialogue of, for with we have not one tale between us that does not end in woe and acrimony. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, we do, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he speaks such lovely words. Doesn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Uh, so come on, soft lad. We've got a dragon to kill. Come on. So we've got. So like I said, the, the three that we've got left are Thomas, the poet, who's the ladies' man. Right. You've got Richard, the completely bald with a beard, with a big bushy beard, and he's the oldest and the wisest and the brawniest and he's also, the bulkiest. Did he also write and produce this? I think. No, the, the, that's the leader, George. He is ah, the producer. I don't know if right. he's the writer, but he's the producer of it. Yeah. Uh, George I, is the um, also bald, but more of a sort of shaved skinhead and just a fashionable stubble that somehow is maintained in... This medieval fantasy realm. Yeah, it's amazing how much Gillette is used <laughs> yeah. in the, the medieval times. They shave with twigs. <laughs> <laughs> twigs, fire and brawn. <laughs> There's an Anthony and Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony and Fellow. 
So, yeah, they're just discussing how terrible it is, all the people that they've lost, and they go, it just kills. So do we. <laughs> Expedition as fuck. Yeah, so Thomas claims all the BCs tracked down have given them information. I like that. Like, come on, talk. <laughs> and it's like, shining, up, like shining a light into his into like like battle mammoth's face. But which one plays bad cop? <laughs> They're it's all like, pretty it's bad. Okay, dragon, dragon, it's fine. Okay, just give us the information. You can go. Tell us everything. No, dragon, dragon is cool. <laughs> oh no, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> this dragon was once peaceful. We are told, and Richard admires it. For its ability to evade death. And now... I mean, that, that's, that's something to admire, is it? Well, I like the way you stop dying. That's very <laughs> impressive. Yes. Every, that's in your birthday card every year, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much do that to everyone on Facebook. Congratulations for not dying for another 12 months. <laughs> Carry on. So then they make haste, as one of them says. Let us make haste. Uh, that's an old-timey word. Yes. <laughs> haste. <laughs> Two of them go to a babbling brook. Whilst uh, I think it's Richard uh, yes. tends to his horse. I did not take any of their names or care for out. Oh um, no, 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 it's George. It's, it's, it's George. It's George that's at the horse. Okay. Sorry. There's a figure in the water whilst a hound Ooh, also appears to be circling them. Hello. The two beefy knights wash themselves until they spot flippers emerging from under the water. So not just content with having not zombies furies. Not just content with having shit CGI fucking dragons. We know I'll have to deal. Sexy lady mermaids. We know I'll have to deal with fucking mermaids. Ah, but sexy lady mermaids. Make your mind up, you fucking movie. What do you want? No, no, it, it, it wants you to not to turn off. So they're giving you dragons in the first minute. Ten minutes in, mermaids. And how many breaks did you take at this point? Uh, when I saw the mermaids, I watched. Hey. <laughs> the topless, the swimming, and I'm down with that. I had nothing else to do. I don't. I don't know. Um, clothes wash for the week. Guys, over the house. This is called world building. I'll have you know. Oh well, I hope this world burns the fucking ground. The three women emerge from the water. They are mermaids. Sexy lady mermaids. Well, I think this was the note I made. I think they're trying to make seductive faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, really hard to tell. Yeah. Now, I'm not one to comment on not being able to give sexy looks it's, to think, uh, someone I'm trying to attract. I think it's somewhere between seduction and sedation. Yes. So, it's a fine line between the two. <laughs> so the knights are frozen. They've never seen something like this. The wolf is slowly plodding towards someone, and oh, we realise that it's a wolf. wolf. Yeah, wolves hate mermaids. That's that's a thing. Now. But we realise that the wolf has been following George, the other knight that wasn't in the babbling brook, and he has the bald knight in his sights. And then we get a close up on its mouth because they obviously couldn't get a, like a dog or a wolf or whatever it was to be yeah. like angry or anything. So they're just like. If we just get close enough on its teeth and go, I mean, just, the, the, the mouth thing's got to be stuff footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has to be. Oh, there's, there's plenty of that. And at this point, the mermaids start hissing. They've been trying to lure the knights in. The knights have just been frozen in place, like many a boy is when a girl finally likes them. They're like, I don't know what to do. So yeah, the mermaids have been. Tra- so obviously, the mermaids are meant to be sirens, but the knights haven't moved. So I like the fact that they 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 were, they were supposed to come to them and then they would attack them. But they're like, for fuck's sake, lads, what's it going to take? <laughs> oh fuck it, just start hissing. Hiss. Yes. 
Maybe this is what you're into. Treat them mean, keep them keen, or I'll at you until it's, it's, a, it's a yes. At this point, a mysterious figure emerges with a bow and arrow that they that takes aim. Again, we don't know what they're aiming towards. Meanwhile, the knight leader, George, has grabbed a branch to fight off the dog. Uh, the wolf, oh, no, sorry. It was a dog. It was a dog. <laughs> it was a husky dog. The archer hits one of the mermaids, who beat a quick retreat, as do the wolves, Neither of these beasts or potential uh, interrogation victims bother this film ever again. And that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> I mean, you, you've given us wolves and mermaids. Sexy mermaids. Sexy mermaids. Sexy lady mermaids. Sexy lady mermaids. And so to focus instead on the shittest zombies ever and the They're shittest dragon ever. I'm sorry. The the perturbed. But, yes. <laughs> the the miffed. The indignant. We did, did myth last time. Go on, think on. Uh, the concerned. That's not, that's not angry. <laughs> the points of view correspondence. The Daily Mail readers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the knights all start running away. Uh, they beat a quick retreat. The bald one trips over unconvincingly. Again. And then they meet in the middle of the forest. What happened? Water demons. They didn't even call them mermaids. <laughs> are, they, are they worried that someone has a trademark on zombie and... Mermaid. On mermaids. I think Disney have pretty much got mermaid locked up. I suppose you've got to be on the safe side, haven't you? Yeah, I suppose they do. Uh, Richard believes they should fear what is happening. It will penetrate the castle walls. Ooh, uh. Yes. Uh, the dragon appears to be flying home. We don't see this dragon, we just hear the dragon and they look up. <laughs> I love it the dragon goes, Sorry lads, I've got to go off home. We've got <laughs> to put the tea on. I love the fact that they're like, Look, we can't afford to amazing special effects like that in the opening for every scene in this movie you've got to portion it out lads <laughs> you, you can't give them dragon 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 you gotta you know get a mermaid in there get a wolf get every a every meal can't be caviar guys <laughs> not every blowjob's a winner <laughs> so, so the knights have to return to the castle this is something they keep saying we've got to get to the castle We've got to get to the castle. We get it. That's because they paid like five pound for a national trust card. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the knights return to uh, plan to return to the castle and prepare for siege. Uh, Thomas says they should have picked up knights along the way since there's only three of them. Now this really pisses George off, and Richard's having to hold him back. I just love that this is just like like office politics. He's really just niggling away at him. You know, it's like, leave it, George. It's not worth it, all right? All right, I'll put in all the admin, I'll gather these lads together, and how are I to know that three quarters of them would be fucking murdered? Yeah, and that's the point. Like, we've missed a great many dragons. It seems like it's picking off one at every stop of the way. It's not like he's done a twofer. At any point, <laughs> there have been nine battles, nine losses... And now they're down to three knights. Uh, that saves on budget. So they ride on towards a village where they shall rest. However, they encounter a disgruntled and kick him away, <laughs> assuming that it's leprosy and tell him to seek religious counsel. A medieval tavern with a bard who is playing an acoustic guitar. Yeah, a modern looking guitar. Not a lute. He's playing Wonderwall mm. for God's sake. You know, the be. barely audible guy. It seems like he's trying to play Ed Sheeran yeah. acoustic <laughs> cop. That's, that's the plus point. At least it's not fucking Ed Sheeran turning up what in is, Game of Thrones for what, no fucking what do reason. What you think the director's thinking? Ah, he's playing folk music. This is entirely historically accurate. <laughs> He's oh. played his new hit single, Sexy Lady Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> N- 
What are these mermaids you speak of? <laughs> we are on about water demons. <laughs> demons of the water. Sexy lady water... No, it doesn't work. Don't say, don't say. Sexy water demons, ladies of the water, splashing about and showing their tails. The nice arrive and ask for wine and four jugs of beer. There's three Lads. of them. Lads. <laughs> because one of them clearly knows that George is a fucking drinker. <laughs> Session! I wrote down the norm of the tavern... Thinks that they should be careful because these ones aren't local. The very Cockney barman, rec- and they describe him as a barman. Mm-hmm. And they describe yep. this place as a bar yep. at various points. Yep. You know, <laughs> they're on Broad Street, basically, <laughs> with Paul McCartney oh, nearby. No, 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 we're not referencing other fucking films in this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, the very Cockney barman recognised them as King's Guardman and tells that guy, "Don't you start in my bar." Meanwhile, the knights are playing on the like, fruit machine at this point. <laughs> the, the regular then implies that the barman is gay for the knights. <laughs> so, there we go. Well, wouldn't you be? Look at Thomas. He's a specimen of a boy. <clears throat> the barman then goes to the, the knights at the table, what, uh, handing out the drinks, and they want to know the name of this local, this regular that's been taunting them. He's very reluctant to tell them, is the barman, but they finally bring it out of him. His name is Bryce Jefferson. That doesn't seem like a very medieval name. I mean, this annoys me. Jefferson, I could just about understand because it would be the son of a Jeffa. Son Jeffa. <laughs> what is a Jeffa? What is a Jeffa? Yeah. Isn't um, that an angry Scotsman? He's, he's a man who puts the no, orange that's stuff a Scot- in. That's a Scotsman. <laughs> he's the man who puts the orange stuff in certain cakes that aren't biscuits. That's a Jefferson. Hey! Oh. I keep getting the two confused. They're given. I did notice that they were only given three wooden chalices. Mm. Like you say, and this is the note I made. You can get a set of three for three pound fifty in you, IKEA. You actually can. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a, a note I assumed, but you did no, some I, research. Um, I, I go to IKEA regularly. That's where you get them. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of them has like a bit of like turf on them at the bottom or something. I, I only even bought a little bit of tinfoil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The oldie. <laughs> they, they, so they drink to their fallen, uh, slamming the cups together, That's... nearly breaking them. And then a bunch of warrior women arrive, asking for drinks and a room for the night. Hello. Yes, Thomas is very keen to get to know them. Yes, he is. The warrior women are called the Katuris, and because they're warrior women, they figure we should give them face paint. Shall we do an elaborate <laughs> face paint design, nah. like a Apocalypto, or the Maori tribes? Now, nah, let's just put three vertical lines on the top of their forehead, and three vertical lines on their chin... And that's about it. In fairness, they only had one Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> and only, there's only so much ink to go around. So, yeah, the warrior women turn up and, and they uh, move to the table next to them. Thomas tries his arm with the ladies, but then gets knocked to the ground. He's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. Well. They ask the women why they are on the king's land. They say they are here to. They aren't here to spy, but are passing through. That's Which is exactly, exactly what a spy would, would say! <laughs> The Warrior Women introduces all of the characters by name, but I cannot be bothered to learn more than five names, so I did not remember. Lady, 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 and lady. No, lady one, lady two, lady three. And they fortunately know the knights by their reputation. So for once, the writers have not felt the need to write the same information multiple occasions. George asks where they are passing through, and they say he should know already. They are travelling south to some other kingdom amongst these twelve kingdoms. We never get a map or anything explained. Thank God for that. Seeking revenge. I mean, at least Game of Thrones only have seven kingdoms. It makes it fucking easy. Yeah, well, that was the thing. They obviously went, ha, so you can have seven. We'll beat you by five. (laughs) 
Twelve kingdoms. Even more elaborate. You think Dawn was pointless. Wait till you get to... <laughs> Amongst them, they discussed the ravages of war with about the same weariness as we discuss the ravages of British cinema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard calls to the innkeep, uh, cuts the innkeep, and then a weird cut to someone somewhere illuminated, then back to the tavern several hours later. Yeah. The fuck was that about? <laughs> The warriors are together in good humour, and the good humour of people going, ha 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 ha. Oh, is this where we get that sort of background music playing? Montage. Yeah. 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 This well, is they... where this is where Ed Sheeran Junior. Well, they, they try... who's, who's not been audible throughout the entire film, finally starts kicking him, right? Yeah. And they try to impress the women by arm wrestling them. Well, haven't I mean, you done that before? Which they no. lose. But it failed. Classic move, although maybe they did beat him. Uh, we get, oh, we get a lovely slow motion shot during that of Richard puking his guts up <laughs> whilst this is going on. Yeah, for a film so short, he uses quite a lot of slow motion, I've noticed. Well, I think, they've got, again, they've got to make sure that you they cover the... Out, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, also, I, I didn't know... I did make a note later on. Is the slow motion an homage to 300, or are they genuinely just trying I, to... I really did think someone had got, like, about the Zack Snyder thing going on. Well, no word of a lie. When I was... I actually was still typing up, so the credits were still rolling, and I just looked up. And one of the three songs in this film, in the soundtrack, is listed as 300 Thrones. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I fucking hated 300. I was one of the only people I knew at the time that didn't enjoy the film. I enjoyed it, but I remember turning to my friend, I think it was at the point of the elephant attack, or the man with... Uh, flippers for hands Whoa, or whatever it was. Why did you watch this film? Elephants and flipper hands? <laughs> I'm, I'm sold. And I just turned to my mate and I said, this is the stupidest film I've ever seen in my life. And six, seven, eight short years later, hello. Yeah. <laughs> so Thomas has taken one of the ladies to a private shed. And, Damn movie, you sexy. Yeah. And they start a smooching. Uh, there have apparently been some attacks in this village, as been noted. They call them the Fury. One of them points out, and one of them replies, That's catchy, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it isn't. And you uh, don't. Or unless you talk about the disease, you can catch it. Yeah, I suppose it no, is catchy. That's, that's giving them too much credit. Yeah, I know, that's, that's too clever by half. I think <laughs> this is a metaphor for uh, mass hysteria at press... I intrusions think, I think that's just a bit of a writer's meeting they kept in we're going to call them the fury oh it's not bad that. Yeah, yeah. that's catchy I guess what you feeling bit <laughs> <laughs> alright we can't afford to write it right it's in it's in it's in right. we're going to film them white walk no no what are we going to make, make them wear I don't know some off bits of carpet it can be fine <laughs> can't, <laughs> just put some red on them <laughs> so George is angry about this or something Steve, get the sharpie. Steve, get the sharpie. Call So George plans to leave, but Richard holds him back. Uh, then Bryce starts running his mouse. Bryce Jefferson saying that the Fury exists. He's seen them in the shadows three weeks ago in the Northern Territory. Oh, and the rate fucked off. Yeah. He rode off as fast as he could, but they sprinted after him like Geordies at 4.50pm when the stale pasties go for free and... Damn look and you racist. <laughs> We're talking about the just because <laughs> just because Newcastle is 
full of Gregs. <laughs> and people call Greg. <laughs> my favourite. <laughs> that's what they name them after. <laughs> yeah. Here's my son's you know, name. You know, you know, it's like Brooklyn Beckham. Where it was conceived. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they call I mean. <laughs> I love Newcastle and I love the Geordie people so yeah. I'm not joining up so, so they called him Greg's behind the back of Greg's yeah. <laughs> so yeah the warrior woman mocks Bryce and then catches his weak backhand before kicking him in the stomach <laughs> it's about to sexy. it's about to kick off and the innkeeper tells everyone to calm down no, don't just tell everyone to go yells it calm down in the most uncalming way possible yeah, he was, this is his EastEnders audition yeah. Well, this, I always wonder, like, what sort of caliber actors are these? And I think, like, for a lot of the female members of this cast, I think they maybe got a call back for a Hollyoaks audition. And that's about as far as they managed it. Oh, uh, maybe. See, yeah. my, my theory is that none of them are actually actors. And because well, most of it's set outside yeah. in the woods, they're, they're actually just, uh, like, a, a people in the office. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and they're doing like a team bonding orienteering. Yeah. <laughs> they just snuck off to film. Okay, guys, uh, we're going to really pull this together today. We're going to write, direct, star, oh, and no, no, shoot no. a movie no, they, they, in they, 13 days. No, they, they wrote it at the office and then like the big boss sent them off to do an orienteering and bonding weekend and they just snuck off <laughs> yeah. from the group. This, this was know. only meant to be shown during like an office <laughs> yeah, 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 conference yeah, yeah. just yeah, as a yeah. laugh and a giggle yeah. and he got way out of hand. <laughs> What can go wrong when people don't engage with stakeholders? Don't mean actually holding a stake, you idiots! So, yeah, it kicks off. Uh, Richard gets a hit in, but George calls him off. Tells off the guy... Oh, yeah, the barman tells off the guys who got beat up. <laughs> I love that. The ones that get... A, and, he tells them, and he tells them all to leave. He says that the knights and their allies are always welcome and says they can get a room. He knows where his bread's buttered, does this barman. <laughs> Thomas is lying very awkwardly on a sh- small haystack with his shirt Yeah, off. that can't oh, be good for his yeah. back. Yeah. There's no indication that he's finished with that lady. Look, I'm sleeping on this small haystack. If you want to join me, you can, but there ain't going to be much room. <laughs> My ridiculously wide back will take up the vast majority of this. To be fair, the literal definition of a roll in the hay. This dude, yeah, this dude was... Well, my I mean, name is Hunk Muscles. What I don't get is that this guy Slumber was wearing fairly sort of... Not very clingy clothing for the rest of this film. Like, like you could tell he was in shape, but then when he takes his... When you see him, he's like, fucking hell, he's... Yeah, he, he basically he doesn't want to, like, restrict his muscles, and he wants to give them free reign. <laughs> yeah, well, if, if I had if, if I have if I had those muscles, I would want to give them free <laughs> reign. I wouldn't care what what movie I was in. If I was in Manchester but, by the Sea and I had that kind of physique, I would say I think I should do this scene shirtless. In fairness, he's one of three men. He's the only one with hair. He's already going to look better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why he rides with them, so he looks better by comparison. Ah, <laughs> like we're in clubs, you hang out with a weird-looking person, so you look better. At this point, another member of the cheesed off arrives. And <laughs> Thomas is able to hold her off and lifts her by the throat and snaps the neck. Yep, that's how he went sick. <laughs> the sunlight arrives and he's in the exact same sleeping position yes, that he is. was in before. I mean, that is a lumbar that, nightmare. Yeah, he's going to wake up and need a long oh, ass got, ice bath. He's got a long day on horseback. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see my chiropractor after this. I did my neck in this morning by just not sleeping on a pillow for half an hour in the morning <laughs> when I pressed snooze. Dreads the thing what this guy is going to be feeling like. He wakes up to find that he has been bitten. Oh yeah, this is where I put that. He is shockingly built. Uh, apparently this ancient land has plenty of protein shakes. 
<laughs> I mean, have you not been to a woodland gym? It's quite, quite <laughs> spectacular. Ye oldie woodland shake. <laughs> Ye oldie woodland shake. Protein shake. Though. So they prepare for the day's journey to the castle. They reiterate that they were once 12 and are now 3. We know this! We know this! That's a quarter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Learning with movies. <laughs> Hashtag maps. <laughs> That's what it was. That was actually they. They were told to film an educational film for like reception kids. Can you count the number of she beasts in the water? <laughs> One, two, three. Three water demons. I'll be honest. We did not need the excesses of zombies and shirtless uh, knights. Not zombies. Uh, I think you'll find they're called Brexiteers. <laughs> <laughs> ah. So yeah, if they encounter the Fury, it'll be just another problem, is what they're saying. Like Jay-Z before them, they have a multitude of problems. <laughs> but the bitch still isn't one. Yes. Uh, well, no, because he snapped a neck. So we're at, we're finally at this castle that is often mentioned. Oh yeah, that fucking bullshit castle thing, yeah. So, this, so a messenger walks up to the chamber and knocks on the door, and it's opened by a princess. That we meet the jester. Mimicking the messenger. I fucking hate that gesture. Yes. Just him constantly making facial expressions throughout the entire thing. I wanted to punch him in the face. Yes. What's really boggling the mind is how little he's in the film to warrant his mere existence. Yeah, he is so unimportant. And Superfluous. So, yeah. Again, I just think this was when they were in the costume department. They've yeah. got a deal on, and someone threw yeah. in a clown outfit. It's they like, just have, they just uh, or something. Well, like you say, they rented out whatever this castle was, this very in- inconsistent castle it's a to the trust building. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. What it is. So there was obviously like a kids, you know, a, like lost property yes. sort of hatch yeah. where it's like, and you can play dress up and pretend to be all these people. Like, well, there's a jester hat. We have to have a jester. It's like can we... anyone think of something that a jester does? No, just try and Put be annoying. Johnny's head. Yeah. <laughs> Like, as if we so, had to film a film, we'd, we could probably get a discount off the Black Country Museum, you know? Yes. So, yes, the jester starts mimicking this messenger. And this messenger <gasps> is... The messenger's Tim Vincent from Blue Fucking Peter! <laughs> what? Well, Blue Peter, not Blue Fucking Peter. Blue Peter. Uh, it's a very... And I said it is Blue Peter, then. I said Blue Peter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tim Vincent. Tim Why? Vincent. Of all the people, you go for Tim... Now, do they search him out? Or does he audition? Does he? I like, don't care. I don't care. It's Tim Vincent, and that made me insanely happy. I can't remember who Tim Vincent is. He uh, replaced Richard Bacon, so this is like late nineties. Oh, did Richard Bacon not replace him? And then they brought in Matt Baker to replace Richard Bacon. When did Kate Hill leave? It was around, around, around that time. time. I when I stopped, I didn't. I wasn't um, around yeah. for the, for with, the Was years. it Andrew the blonde guy? I was always a CITV guy, so I didn't care much for Blue Peter. It always seemed very middle class. Yeah. Uh, you know. I he ended up presenting the clothes show for a while, I recall. <laughs> Wasn't that Jamie Theakston that presented no, the clothes no, no, show? No, no, no. I think Jamie Theakston may have been involved, but it was a no, Tim Vincent. <laughs> I must say also, Tim Vincent, very well preserved. You know, he He's must be in his not, 40s yeah. at this point. And, he, he doesn't seem know. to have aged. No. Well done him. No, Ra- but round of applause for Tim Vincent. Round of applause for Tim Vincent. But let's admit it, he well does seem brother. to have the cold dead eyes of I used to do Blue Peter and now I'm in this. <laughs> the cold dead eyes of cocaine was helps he... me sleep at night. Was he? No, that's oh, Richard it Bacon. Make, it doesn't, no, make doesn't, make you sleep. <laughs> doesn't make you sleep. It helps him sleep because he's <laughs> wired wrong. But this you what... do a line of coke and then go to bed. Right, I'm going to do... <laughs> right, you for could... eight hours. <laughs> so, was, so was Tim Vincent an aspiring actor who got sidetracked into Blue Peter? Or has he been doing presenting for so long, but he's maybe, just like, I want to give no, acting a go. Or is he just, he'll do whatever. No, I've got a theory number two. Maybe um, he's made his money. That's his house. 
and they've paid him to rent it. It's like, what do you want to be in it? I'm, anyway, I like, know that yeah. he does things like corporate award ceremonies and the like, so he's obviously not set for he's, life. He's, nope, he's partridging it nope. yes. very heavily. Nope, it's his house. So yeah, the messenger says that the news may be too much for a woman's ear. And uh, apparently Princess Elizabeth's ears have seen plenty. That's not what ears do, Prince <laughs> Fabian. <laughs> we, don't, we weren't around in the oldie times where the ears had eyes. Interesting note, Prince Fabian was one of the co-writers of this film. Ah, now this is where we got... Like, Prince yeah. Fabian. Now, like, there are differing ways of being bad at acting. There is <laughs> there is the underacting. And then there is the... The Fabian School the of Fabian School. Overacting. The Fabian School of... I can tell that he's someone that probably is really, really involved in his local town's theatre scene. <laughs> to the point that many people have been put off going and being a part of it because of the politics and bullshit that this guy plays. Hashtag Amdrum hero. Yes, very much so. Oh yeah, you know your, your fair share of Amdrum. Do you see where oh. I'm coming from? Oh, I'm I sure know you've been... abundantly where you're coming you've from. You've encountered many a Prince Fabian. Oh, my whole Amdrum days was pretty much like Prince Fabian's left, right and centre. Put it this way. I, think... I almost became one. Yeah, I think Prince Fabian is very much a guy that will get into heated Facebook disagreements with other people. He seems like the sort that makes himself director, but then keeps saying, "Oh, I, I don't think I could be the director. I don't think I could do. It. I don't think I could do it. And it's not for me. I'd rather the acting side." Also, you should do that. You move over there. Yeah, and do you know who you're going to cast in the lead role? Well, I mean, you know, I, I mean, some are saying that I should do it. I wouldn't say that myself. Oh I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't I, direct and star in it as well. I, I couldn't put myself in both those roles. I mean. I've already put. I've already been asked to do a quick redraft of the script. What of Shakespeare? Yeah. Well, what can I tell you? You know, you <laughs> you, you need to. Um, Theatre's a collaborative art, and if Shakespeare isn't here to collaborate with us anymore, we've got to we've... kind of take the reins ourselves. Would you rather that everyone acted like Fabian, or would you rather that everyone acted sort of like Thomas, just really underwhelming? Obviously, acting in like their second language, and if if everyone acted like Fabian, that's where we get stuff like the room. Yeah, the guy who plays Fabian, I I forget his name because it's pointless. Mm. <laughs> he he just get, really pushed himself because he's written the words and mm. he almost feels like if I can't deliver these lines, there's no point me even trying to be part of this film. Mm. So if anyone can really, and I think he gave himself some of the more dramatic lines for that reason, and fucks them up royally. What did you think of Fabian? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> we. The entire essay just on Fabian <laughs> and Michael's input would be he had hair. I don't even know who he was. <laughs> Fabian's I, the I, I evil. Fabian's the evil night. prince. I watched it last night. Literally, all I can remember is dragon, sexy lady mermaids, and the big thing at the end. That's, that's it. <laughs> and like you said earlier on, though, all the dialogue you couldn't hear anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there was true. just like bird song going in the corner the yeah. entire time. So. I guess maybe that is a good thing. There's very little Fabian dialogue I didn't hear because he can project. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly could. I watched less than 24 hours ago, and I could not tell you a single thing about what you said. <laughs> the uh, Fabian school of acting. When you're being evil, you have to really talk slowly yeah he really plays up I am evil it almost comes along with, a brother Nero <laughs> I knew you'd come yes this isn't a Cersei Lannister levels of you know depth to a again um, even you describing it character. no does not ring a bell <laughs> <laughs> 
but there has been a breach. Uh, three of the three of the knights are getting closer. Uh, meanwhile, the jester has been balancing an orange on his head. The orange falls off, and then he makes a very embarrassed face, like mm, "Don't look at me." Looks like we'll have to go for another take. No, no, we won't. Just power through. So Fabian wonders what his father would do. This upsets Elizabeth. He says they shall await his order. The messenger advises that he gave them a battalion of men, but they are in small groups, and it's an ineffective way of getting things done. Fabian cuts off Tim from Blue Peter and is very happy with the work and dismisses them. Elizabeth says, and they get like they really ramped up. They, they were like, we're going to write you some dialogue, my dear, that you will be able to sink your teeth into. And she goes, no amount of fury, bloody, or any other plague can match what sears my eyes and haunts my ears within these halls. What? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fabian tells her not to spread the word. Don't let the peasant know. And then he makes a move on her. Because they figure Game of Thrones has got to put in a bit of incest. <laughs> well, incest is best and fun for all the family. She leaves in a state. I'm glad I'm an only child. <laughs> Fabian asks how long till they reach them. Messenger Nicholas, that's Tim from Blue Peter, yeah. says they are already at the village. Can we not call him Nicholas? Can we just go Tim from Blue Peter? Yeah, okay. So there's Here's a... a fury I made earlier. <laughs> so there's you an insert. <laughs> so there's an insert shot, bottle? an insert shot of that slow-paced battle from the start of the film with a variety of coloured shields. The one that has absolutely no bearing on the film no. whatsoever. No. Uh, now we're back to the knights pondering the miffed. Thomas dismisses them as rumour, but Richard believes that they exist. The legend said they were dead. Now they're not. Now they're something else. Extras in a shit film. Yes. Oh, some more new characters turn up. A man and a woman. The bloke walks around with a hunch suspiciously looking around the place. Whilst the woman saunters with little regard. I'm sorry, the woman, hot goth. Yeah. This is the part where I finally became interested. <laughs> so, hello, lady. And you been? She, she spots something. It's stock footage of a deer. <laughs> and at this point, I realised this isn't. She's a new character, but the guy isn't. This is Bryce Jefferson Who from earlier. Completely different in the daylight. Well, yeah, his, his hair is down. He has a lance with some frilly string on it. I think this is like. Apparently, this is like a Chinese weapon or something like that. Yeah, because you'd even suddenly get that in like medieval yeah. fucking. <laughs> Ye oldie Chinese torture yeah. weapon. <laughs> then she says that she's heard that he got beaten up by a woman at the tavern. He denies it, says there were four of them, and that they didn't just attack me, they attacked all of us. Now what you've done there, mate, is screwed up. Because if there was more than four of you, that means that it, on average less than one woman beat you up. Yep. So what she taunts Bryce about the knights being men of honour. And Bryce says that townsmen are honourable too. He's proper like army reservists, isn't he? He's <laughs> territorial <laughs> army. Townsmen are honourable too. <laughs> we, we do things like make hay. Well, they look after the people make. in the towns and the villages. Make hay. He is out to learn how to hunt and kill. He goes in for a kiss, but she moves away uninterested. Oh, hot goth, you're really playing hard to get. Yeah. They all do. They all do. <laughs> no how many times you go up for all? 
uproar. I've got to go you don't up. get your hopcoffs in uproar. Oh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I have not Are been we for to, a while. Is, is, is uproar a noun or a... It's a noun. It's, it's a definitely Okay, it's a noun. I thought it was actually the, the emotion of uproar. You no. have the, the oh, that's like uproared. <laughs> yeah, the uproared. Yes, the fury. They're constantly struggling to have their mumbles heard over the generic soundtrack. Oh, oh God, God, yeah. This was like one of the more egregious periods of sound mix. So Bryce says they need to be ready and they start to kiss now at this point uh, so I have no idea where this relationship's going damn it hot goth she's got she sent she's sending mixed messages apparently that's what all hot goths they do, do. I mean, oh <laughs> wow <well. laughs> I've got a note here it's big what are you gonna do about it can't remember what in context that was oh it's a bear they spot a bear <laughs> <laughs> oh wow <clears throat> so yeah Oh yeah, at this point Bryce says that it's her responsibility to kill this thing. Uh, aim for the heart, right beneath the shoulder. Now, like, it's not directly beneath the shoulder, is it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the heart on the bear would be on the, the underbelly, surely. But, yeah. So you got to, like, get underneath right. the bear. Alright, what we're going to do here is we're going to get um, Tom to go on all fours. I'm going to take a picture, put it on Twitter, <laughs> and find his heart. <laughs> Oh, because like I'm hairy old, like a bear. Like, ha, the old, ha, ha. like the old find the ball competition. <laughs> Pin the heart on a top. You know? <laughs> One day I'm going to maul you. <laughs> so he tells her to kill it and she, she doesn't think she can kill something. That's exactly why we're here. You need to learn how to take a life. To know exactly what's coming. Uh, all of this is, dialogue is being done, by the way, with his back turned to the camera. It is really poorly blocked out, this shot. There's no shot reverse shot. It's just the back of his head telling her off. But I know what's coming next. Uh, she starts it. lurking towards the bear, but the dragon is lurking <laughs> behind her. Like, how do you not fucking see him? I think about this as a sneaky ninja dragon. It's not even, it's not even like the dragon's hiding between the trees. It's in the wide fucking open. Hey, it's a ye olde stealth dragon. It's not like, like creeping around like a fucking Tom and Jerry character. It's a massive fucking dragon. Bryce yells at the woman who we now find out is Millicent, but it's a bit too Hot little God. too late to Hot know God. that her name is Millicent because Hot the dragon... God. Because he's been eaten. Well, the dragon floats in front of her for a good ten yeah. seconds. She stands there like, oh. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. To give her credit, if you've got a dragon there, you're not going to go, oh, shit. <laughs> you're not going like, to be, be uh, um, aware. Anyway, away. the dragon eats her. The dragon eats her. Right. <laughs> yeah. oh, Hovers about for a second and then flies off. I'm sorry, but I've just seen her on page four of eight of your notes. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Okay, let's get Excuse a move on. So the zombies start staggering in the woods. The knights are sitting around a fire. Again, this is supposed to only take you a day to reach the castle for about the past three days. Someone needs to admit that they're lost and needs to ask for directions. But no, these are three alpha males. Peter nurses his wounds as they laugh about his womanizing. Peter has slept with a different woman in every village. Uh, Peter was still about Thomas, right? Uh, yeah, Thomas, sorry, Thomas. See, this is his. Yeah, so Richard offers to take first watch, but George orders him to sleep. The sun sets, and as an miffed seems to be just standing somewhere for no reason with his back to the camera and he turns around to the camera and then George dreams of walking in a garden with Princess Elizabeth and then this sneaky ninja dragon's hovering behind them and breathes fire across them all George wakes up to find Thomas standing over him with a sword in his hand George wonders if Thomas is delirious poisoned or a victim of dark magic 
Keep telling you, George, we can't call it that anymore. <laughs> they have a very tame sword fight. Uh, Richard appears to have been standing about five yards away. I can only assume he was taking a piss and needed to wash his hands before he got involved in the end. I just love the idea of like George just standing there pissing with his dick his head I love that he would try to come in and stop the fight, but they would go, Dude, wash your hands first! Hey, <laughs> <Mate>, come on! <laughs> We've all got to ride these horses dignity! Ah, uh, so yeah, Richard gets involved and George punches Thomas to the ground. That wakes Thomas up to find the two with their swords pointed at him. Uh, they say he's been sleepwalking. <laughs> yeah, that's a good excuse. Thomas was dreaming of violence, like most nights, but this time it was different. He felt anger. He felt miffed. And he says that I don't usually carry hatred. He does carry whatever the medieval version of the clap is, considering <laughs> that he's been going from village to village to village. Super gonorrhea! <laughs> Yeah, but Thomas claims the sickness has passed. He's got down with the sickness. Um, <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Richard helps him up, but holds on to Thomas's sword to be careful, Wee. but to be on the safe side. Uh, they reach the horses, and Richard helps Thomas up, and then hands him his sword back. Yep, yep. George they're, yet they're again... Bro- brothers. George you know, yet again starts grumbling about dark magic. He's just getting... Let George. it go, George. HR will be all fucking over you. <laughs> So there's a tracking shot towards the castle. Uh, there are zombies lurching behind two peasants who bang at the doors, begging to be let into the castle, but they won't let them in. Nope. And Elizabeth weeps at Prince Fabian's cruel He's just protecting actions. her from being bitten to fuck. Fabian stumbles through his words. They obviously couldn't do another take. And he says she's too like her father in trusting the people and grabs her by the throat for answering back. He hikes up her skirt and messenger Tim from Blue Peter briefly unsheaths his sword, but then he puts it back when Fabian lets go of his sisters. Basically, there's a lot of potential rape going on here. Yeah. He likes to watch. A zombie that looks a lot like Thomas Turgoose is stumbling in the woods. I- I'm not the only one that noticed that. No, <laughs> no surely do reckon, not. Do you reckon that is like, uh, someone knows him, is like, okay, look mate, um... Written, could you please do this film just a favour I mean I'll do you one favour are you sure you want to cash this I mean, one in on this I mean hurry up because I've got to be on the Game of Thrones set in like, like five <laughs> minutes Ed Sheeran's already on the wine I mean, I've got to be there do you think Ed Sheeran like... would be interested in joining our tavern scene no I <laughs> don't you've got, you've got one favour you can cash in like this film other films you write I mean I've read the script are you sure yeah I definitely want this film so they arrive at another so they arrive at another village slash public museum space that they've rented out for a couple of days Uh, they walk into this village and immediately pull out their swords there are no villagers or soldiers which confuses them there is a small amount of smoke coming from at least one of these huts and a zombie emerges from a well I don't know why the zombie was in the well in the first place but there we go have a swim (laughs) The, the, the knights lurk around but never seem to bump into any of these zombies which is con- uh, impressive when you consider that this village is about five huts and a well <laughs> and they're still not bumping into any of these uh, Richard wonders if the dragon did this George points out that there would have been a bit more damage such as fire although like I said there was a bit of smoke so maybe that was where Richard's sure to be fair it is just like... two bunts of burners mm. you're not going to get that much fire Whatever happens here, our priority is the royal family. Let's get out of here before something happens. But something does happen. A zombie emerges and grabs George. They push him off. 
And Richard says, I guess the stories are true then. And they split up and we get our first action sequence. So much slower. What I love about this is that some of the rumbling, because the train's three minutes late, are <laughs> actually engaging in hand-to-hand combats. <laughs> they're like, they've got their swords and they're, in, they're like dueling with these yeah. knights. So the, they just keep slashing away and the zombies keep getting back up. Oh yeah, at one point Thomas somehow manages to catch his sword on a table leg. And the sword can be no more than two millimetres into the table leg. And the incredibly muscular Thomas is not able to... It's obviously mirror muscles. He doesn't have any actual... (laughs) No real... No real strength. So finally after slashing away at these zombies, they run away! Uh, Thomas stumbles and falls, so they have to help him back up. Fucking Thomas. What I love is that they had to go over this sort of cart to get over the fence. Like, they they, they could they didn't trust their leaping abilities. Whereas one of these um, mildly inconvenienced just hurdles <laughs> over the fence in one fell. This is uh, parkour-like <laughs> skills. Parkour yeah. Oh my god, we've just written a film. <laughs> Turns out they left the horses behind, but they can't get them back. Obviously, they didn't. They, they rented rental them for three hours. Yeah. and they did consider the coconuts, but thought, no, nah, not even we can do get away with that. Uh, they walk across a zombie stuck under some branches. Yep. Uh, Thomas falls over again. Orienteering. The zombies are catching up to them, and then suddenly the warrior women emerge and shoot one of the nearby zombies with an arrow. They've saved him again, getting to be a habit. So I guess at this point they're confirming that it was the. Um, the warrior women that saved them from the mermaids and I mean, the that was, wolf. No, no, water demons. Water demons, I apologise. <laughs> that political correctness gone mad. Um, so they were cut off by the fury, the warrior women, as they were making their way down south. Uh, another fury comes close, but Richard slashes at it and some digital blood hits oh the screen. Oh my fucking god, I hated that. <laughs> I'm a director! <laughs> Bird on the screen! We don't have that budget, make it happen. <laughs> if it works for children of men, it'll work for this! Hang on, I can hear Fabian six miles away. We'll mm. go and find him. Oh, I love how Thomas like gets all macho and dickish when they point out that he's a bit weak. Dude, you just fell down twice <laughs> in as many minutes. So George and the warrior woman compare notes as to what they've seen, and she thanks him for taking them into the castle grounds. Uh, more of the uh, angered emerge. They take defensive positions. Which means standing there whilst two of the other people do all the other fi- do all the fighting. So one of the warrior women swings around a chain and knocks a zombie down. There to doesn't fair, seem to be I've, anything at the end of the chain. It's I've, not like a mace or anything. Yeah, I've seen that move done a number of times on Broad Street with a handbag. Yes, very much so. So Richard has taken to just punching them now, and he <laughs> punched the fuck out the zombies. He, he pulls a tree out from under the ground, yeah, love that. a tree with love no, that. any roots or anything like that, and then clobbers the uh, displeasured. He flats a zombie with a tree. All right, what more do you need? You've got to love a good stunt tree bit. George kills some more, including doing a javelin throw at one point. Mm-hmm. It was not one continuous shot. I did notice it was very much a cut. Bullseye! If we just point out whilst all of this fighting's happening, it is very much Zack Snyder 300-esque. Slow down, then back to normal, then slow down, yeah. speed up again. Yeah. I think if you took all the slow-mo out of this film, it would take 84 minutes down to about 20. Yeah. I think you're giving them too much credit. I think it's just... <laughs> right, how long we need? Oh, hour and a half. 
so there's just more, <laughs> just more and more random slashing until one of the warrior women is caught and then it goes even more slow motion for some reason uh, the zombies have run away Thomas is barely conscious they have to get into the castle Messen- now we go back to the castle where <laughs> messenger Tim from Blue Peter says they must make haste <laughs> Fabian says to prepare the horses Elizabeth wants to know where they're going Fabian and, and uh, Tim from Blue Peter are going on a scouting mission Oh yeah, so Elizabeth asks why because he never leaves the castle and he goes, Silence, woman! <laughs> the knights finally reach the castle with the zombies just a few steps behind them. They fight them off at the door. Uh, Richard uses one of the zombies as a baseball bat with the other zombies. Well, more like a shield, I suppose. The one thing you could have got at that point which would have made it perfect was a Wilhelm scream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, George gets to do the two handy twirly sword thing in slow motion. But then he gets to throw the sword to Richard, who very clumsily catches it. You can see it in all its slow motion glory. Uh, Fabian leaves Elizabeth to rot. The kingdom is going to fall, and Fabian will somehow get to rule all 12 of the kingdoms. I just put down, this plan doesn't make sense. As does the plot of the movie. Yes. She has a go at him for questioning his father's will. Fabian laughs. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Evil laugh. Yes. It's- Fabian laughs and asks if she thinks the king and her don't know about her and the knight George. When I wanted you to play with me, he says. Mm-hmm. So this is one of my. This is probably maybe my favorite mo- moment in the whole film. Fabian does the classic angry pushing everything off the table to establish a point. The only problem is. There is nothing on the table except for a few <laughs> sheets of paper. Damn you, oxygen! <laughs> and the one sheet of paper that he does touch doesn't even go off the table. It gets slightly crumpled in the corner. He says he will rule everyone. And then Elizabeth says, even your own father? And he replies, everyone! everyone! Fucking favourite line in the film. Yeah, That's a, it. A cover of Gary Oldman in Leon. <laughs> I will rule this kingdom. And I will rule every kingdom! Yeah, you're doing that we one. You should have done that. He insists that the ki- the gesture is taking the dungeon, automatically making him the hero of this film. <laughs> oh, and it turns out that it was an egg that the jester was hiding during all this Wait, time. Wait, he was hiding something? Yeah, yeah, the jester was hiding an egg. Um, Fabian corners his oh, sister yeah. and gives her a backhand. Richard and George back are back up as Thomas starts going crazy again. So Thomas is full on angry mob. They say they're going to try and hold him off without killing him, but within 30 (laughs) seconds, they have slashed him in the back, slashed him in the front, and then do like a double skewering of him and a throat cut. So, you know. It's a lot of slashing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But mm, he undead. Oh, yeah, and after that, they say, Are you sure? End him! And so they slash him again! Kick a man when he's down. Slash, 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 oh, yeah. slash, 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 slash. This is the notes I put down. End. This is the notes I put down. A whispering voice says something, but buggered if I can understand it. <laughs> something about disease. The slow motion is either a homage to 300 or a means of getting this film up to 84 minutes. Yeah, there we go. The guardsmen open the door and the zombies are left to pound at the door from the outside in anger. Uh, George stops the guardsmen from slashing the warrior woman and takes them to the princess. 
Richard asks if everything is back to normal. They look behind them and go, sort of. I mean, absolutely not. No. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nick stabs the jester in the stomach. That's the messenger. Um, And the jester spits out really black blood. The jester was an orc? I'm not sure. (laughs) Jester was filled with anger? So the messenger runs out with Fabian. The Uh... villages are empty. Elizabeth thinks that Fabian has something to do with it. Uh, not the fact that they've got a very low budget and can't afford the extra. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with the massive dragon flying around. It's got nothing to do with the disease that's killing everyone. No, it must be this prick. So it turns out that the dragon has been attacking them because Fabian has the dragon eggs. Now, if he had the dragon eggs and the dragon knows where the eggs are, why has the dragon followed the knights to the ends of the shoreline or whatever? Because Game of Thrones has dragon eggs. <laughs> <laughs> My brain! So I just yawned. <laughs> just remembering it. <laughs> so they figure out that the mother wants their eggs back. No, 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 no. So they run out to find Fabian and they very quickly get back to the woods. Like, you can't see the castle behind them. You can't see. And then they see two horses going away and decide to run back to the castle. We're not going to catch them a horse, even though the speed that we've ran seems to have already caught them up within a <laughs> fairly good distance. So the warrior woman's recounting to Princess Elizabeth what's happened and says that there were more of them, the, the warrior women, but now they're down to two. Now, I can remember them, one of the women being killed in that fight scene, but there were more than three. I counted four So initially. Yeah. Because one of them, I remember, was quite tall. One of them, I remember, was kind of the average one. One of them was the leader, and then there was an Asian one. Yes, that's right. And I think she's the one that died without any fucking explanation. Mm. Now they're going to want to see this, which is a lot of zombies. Yay. This must be Fabian's army. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Why like not? Army <laughs> the princess says we must do something to save our people. But she... Oh, yeah, this is brilliant because she's saying this. But she's not in the centre of the shot. In the centre of the shot is just the guardsman who's saying nothing. And it's just the weirdest positioning of a... a just, what? What are you doing? Time just... was against them. <laughs> she also said it was zero enthusiasm or passion or... Yeah. Uh... So the guardsman... So this is the other guardsman who starts searching for eggs in the dungeon. He picks up one and brings it up to George, claiming it's the only one, although we saw at least three in that nest in the dungeons of the gu- of the castle. Especially when Fabian says, go and put these eggs with the other ones. Mm. So yeah, they encounter the others and prepare to take the princess away with the warrior women. Uh, Richard and George will distract the zombies. The warrior women insist that they will help them. The guardsman offers to take care of the princess with a very untrustworthy voice. Richard doesn't trust the man with the untrustworthy voice. <laughs> they go to the stables to get to a horse. The same shot before of the marauding zombies, but now it's night time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time has passed. So Thomas is now one of the zombies in a brief close-up. He's also shirtless. Why wouldn't he be? He's hey. fucking built as fuck. Hey, zombies don't need clothes. So, the, again, the warrior... Again, it's just repeating themselves. So many of these are just repeating uh, itself. The warrior women insist on saying, George says that they need to help the princess. The leader agrees to that, but the other warrior woman stays. Oh, just fucking kill me already. The guardsman that Richard didn't trust stabs Richard in the back to ensure the kingdom. Oh, no. The princess says no and lightly slashes the guardsman in the midsection. Richard and the princess run through the tunnels that will lead them to safety. Don't care. George holds a torch as the zombies run in the woods. Don't care. Yeah. The zombies, sometimes they're running, sometimes they're shuffling. There don't, is yeah, no yeah, consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't care. There is nothing to suggest that these zombies were anywhere near the castle. Don't fucking care. <laughs> George is now in the castle. 
no, George is now in the forest suddenly and fighting a few zombies that yeah, are nearby. You know what else is in the forest? <laughs> My fucking fucks that I give for this film. <laughs> Somehow, the other warrior woman is able to reach these zombies from the castle with her bow and yeah, arrow. Yeah, 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 Again, good, we have good, no good, sense good. of where the castle is in relation to these woods. George loses his shield and dispenses with his armour. I mean, that's just, you know... Oh. <laughs> Fucking care. He kicks his sword up from off the ground and continues fighting. The dragon flies overhead against a yellow moon and breathes fire on all the zombies. Yeah. Of course he does. He's a fucking dragon. Who gives a fucking shit? I don't even know why I'm calling it a him dragon. We know it's a mother, it's a she, and fucking hell. George remembers his defensive moves and puts his tiny shield up that spares him from the <laughs> dragon fire. The dragon arrives at the castle and blasts and breaks through into the nest and flies off over the burning forest. Shots of the field in the morning, and one in search stock footage of three bears catching a fish. (laughs) (laughs) Greatest scene in the movie. (laughs) Richard is having his nurse, his wounds, his nursed wounds. (laughs) Stop wounding me! I've got to get my kicks somehow. (laughs) Richard is having his wounds nursed by Elizabeth. He insists that they wait for George. About 30 seconds later, the warrior woman says, now nah, we've got, we've given him enough time. <laughs> Those 30 seconds were his last chance. And Richard agrees with her. Yeah, fair enough. He had his 30 seconds. He knew what we were going to do. He had his window. And at that point, George arrives with the other warrior woman, with oh. the implication that she's badly hurt. But she was nowhere near the fight. Was that because she got caught in the dragon fire in the castle? Or? Yeah, yeah, why not? Do you not care? Nope. No. <laughs> no, it's like The warrior woman insists on helping them get the princess to the castle. We're so close to the end. Your Highness, we have to get you to the kingdom. Your brother... I know! It's becoming clear that the dark forces ravaging our lands are just the beginning. We must rally the troops and prepare the beetle. The, 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 the beetles. beetles. <laughs> You're just obsessed with Broad Street. Sorry, can sorry. You, um, can you also do it in the same uh, style they did? Okay. So, Your Highness, we have to get to the kingdom, your brother. I know. Oh, it's becoming clear that the dark forces ravaging our land are just the I beginning. Think you've got far too much enthusiasm, mm. there. We must rally the troops. And... No, I think she's trying. She's just Is bad. She... Uh, like I said, I think she got a, a call back to Hollyoaks <laughs> for a second audition because they thought, well, she looks the part. Maybe she was just nervous. I'm sorry, I have no, to go. No, she's I've, just bad. I'm sorry, I have to go. I've got a part playing a corpse in Vera. <laughs> Wait, how did you get that wrong? Oh, you lucky bitch. You have no idea how typecast I am. <laughs> corpse, 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 corpse. Princess! We must rally the troops and prepare the people. There's a war coming. Yay, the drone boy. shot pulls out. Uh. But we that's not all. <laughs> we return to another castle. Blood drips on the wall. On a pig's head. Various shots of one skull from a number of different angles. And there's the black wizard from before. Standing over an egg. Prepare for war. Favian is back. Knelt next to him. The egg opens. And a baby dragon emerges. And are we done? No nope. film over. Oh no. well, it, uh, the film is over. Oh thank fuck! But the story is not. Thomas, no, because then we get just as you will get James Bond will return. <laughs> Knights of the Damned is followed by the Dark Kingdom. Uh. The sequel is coming. Oh. So yeah, the, these were the notes I made uh, from the credits. The songs in the credit include Three Hundred Thrones and Candy Shop. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me the fifty cent one. Because if I didn't spot that, I'm going to hate myself for it. 
I'll take you to candy. No, it's, 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 it's... Also, also, the hilarious note, no animals or dragons were harmed in the making of this film. <laughs> How droll. <laughs> A brief glimpse of the dragon, I think. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was like the weird fucked up... Inf- it was a face yeah. at the end, and you couldn't quite make out what I, it was. I, I'll be honest, the second it was like, uh, right, that's the end off, the credit came on. Turn it off, right, I'm done. And I'm that the was Night of the Damned. Uh, and now, so are we. Oh, everything on me hurts. I'll go, it was shit. Okay, but you got to say something nice. Oh, um, okay. It was quick. Hour 20. Okay. Something nice I will say about the sexy film. Sexy lady mermaids. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. That's him. So yeah. Sexy lady water demons for you. Yeah. Um, for me, I'll be honest, I really respect the ambition. Mm. I mean, to be able to like have a budget of what appeared to be fuck all. Yeah. Put together, not just a film, but what will be a trilogy of fucking films. They've already, they, they filmed the sequel back to back with this one. Yeah, and then they've got the third one. Yeah. So we've got two more of these coming out. Oh, no, we don't. Because uh, I'm not watching them. Man, if we get following, which, you know, as you say, we better do. Better <laughs> I think we might be at the premiere. I think we might host the premiere. Oh, the the very, sequel. At the very least, we're, filled, we're hosting a screening at the Electric. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah. He, like, he likes to go, I'm off. There's a brood so, around the corner. I'm going there. <laughs> so basically, I, I really respect and admire the dream and the vision they had. Just not the execution. I want to ask you about that after this, but um, okay. the, what I will say in their favour, whilst we do talk about sexy lady mermaids and all that, one of the things about these low budget B movies is they're traditionally very sleazy, very sexist, very mm. horrid to how they portray women. This film, there's no gratuitous nudity that could have been so easily enforced. Like they, there are plenty yes, of women in a, this. A there, gentleman doing yes, it. Oh, yeah. There are plenty of women in this film. They're not given a good roles to play, but they're not given sexist they roles try to play. With the princess. They, yeah, they yeah. Try. They tried to make her. They try. Obviously, thought that she's Daenerys, and that the the warrior women are presented as equals to the knights. There's. It's not. It's. It's. It's inept, but it's not sleazy. And I will applaud them yeah. for that. Yeah. Plus, hot goth. Yeah, yeah. And there was a hot goth, but she wasn't, you know, she wasn't wearing, you know, cleavage revealing clothing to the best of my knowledge. You know, there was, it wasn't, you know, it's not, it's weirdly like some people would say, you're just saying this film's politically correct. And it's not that. It's just the people involved weren't sleazy scumbags from what I could tell. It was and a lot of people that make these sort of films, as like I was going to say with the trailers for Callum Best films, there's plenty of women in those trailers in tight clothes bending over and all mm. that. There was none of that in this film. They they wanted they it wasn't it wasn't a cynical even someone like like blue is the warmest color like a three hour art house French film about relationships. <coughs> Sorry, it was it was basically two porn scenes. Yes, with about three hours of exposition. Part of me wondered has he done the other two hours and forty minutes as an excuse to film this and get away with it because it's art for some lady nubbing. Because apparently the way that he behaved on the set with them was very oh, out yeah. of order. They they were not happy. <laughs> it's that thing like you you know it was a great film. It was a legitimately great film. But was the you know I do like I sometimes think that Aronofsky <laughs> basically does what he does in the hopes that he can get Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman to snog each other in front of him and he can get away with it. This is the question I'm going to ask now. So we've gone through that and like. You could have made a good film out of this because it's just it's a concept of like yeah, it's called Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But here's the question. This is what I want to ask you because you're saying you admire them for doing it, and it's, that's basically like 
like again, like one of the reasons that we do that joke at the end of like the, these people went and made a film whilst we, but we we make yeah. sure that we're the butt of the jokes as much as any. But ultimately, what is a better thing to have done? To have made this film and be so deluded into thinking you're making something good that you make this and it's just a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> Or to be self-aware enough and have enough self-criticism to know that if you made a film, it would be this bad, so you're not going to inflict it on the world. Or is it like, we're all stand-up comics, you yeah. know, when you write a bit of material that never works, but you love it. Yeah. Is it just yeah. like that, you're so invested, because you've yeah. written that and you think it's really great, thing. and no fucker likes it. That's yeah. the thing, you like, can't Every single it. thing you've ever created, every like creative outlet you've ever had... Mm. There is a, even if it's something you're not even proud of in the, in the end product, there is an element of pride to be had within it. Mm. Theirs is inflated, and they've actually been able to go out and achieve their dream and create something out of nowhere. Mm. I've, in my head, a thousand times written so many books, written film scripts, and it's come to nothing. Yeah. And I have respect for. Do you know why? Because you've not written them down. <laughs> Is it? But I guess it's that point. Is it? Is it better to be happy and deluded than to be self-critical with anxiety well, and fear and not doing something for I mean, fear of going for fear of making something like that? Like I'd be so afraid of what I like. I could write a film, but then think, but part of me thinks this could be Knights of the Dam too. But do they? And then I don't make it. Is that a better thing to have done than to have made it? That's that's the that's the point of the phrase though. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Would you rather be ignorant? I think I would. Uh, it, at the very least, I would be happier having the pride of knowing that I went out and achieved a dream of making something. Okay, even if it, what you made is terrible. Yeah, even if demonstrably what I made is terrible. terrible. I mean, you look at Tommy Wiseau with the room. Mm. He went out. He got somehow five million dollars to make a movie. He made a movie to his own dream. Okay, it didn't pan out the way but he, he wanted to. He was a horrible to. person as well. Oh yeah, he was an absolute dick, and is now lauded for it. Yeah, but he went out. He had a dream. He made that dream. He is a successful person. He managed to get on stage at the fucking Golden Globes. Okay, but, but put it this way, though. Like, unless this somehow, like, maybe through our podcast, if we get that following, I keep promising you. Like, we better. And, and suddenly, like, this becomes a cult hit. Tell your friends and about us. And, like, by the time the third film comes out, we're hosting it at the Prince Charles <laughs> Cinema, and people are giving these guys a standing ovation when they come out, but a standing ovation in irony. Like, like, is that good? Is that are, are we? Is it? Is it? You know, I'm almost questioning the point of this podcast in but a weird the, way. They've made it. Fair Would you? Do you yeah, wish? Do you wish? It. Do you wish you'd made Knights of the Damned? If I'd have managed to get any film made, I'd be proud. Mm. Maybe not. I wouldn't perhaps go out and talk about it and tell people to go and watch it because the end product. Although maybe I could have been proud of the end product and not noticed you don't, that. You'd have a comedy nights rerun. <laughs> I'm not proud of them. <laughs> so maybe it's a case of they're proud of at least getting a product out there. Like mm. you say, like we say at the end of every episode, we've been three people sitting around talking about a film whilst these people have gone out and actually bloody made the thing. But the, but the level of ineptness as well suggests that there's some sort of hubris behind what they did that they thought this was good. Like I've said, I've watched the DVD extra features and maybe it's just them bigging themselves up and, and they truly don't believe this, but like the VFX supervisor thinks that he's done great work. Or 
They're just too deep. Is it that he's done is. great work with what he had? But let's look at like we were talking earlier about like the Prince Fabian and the level of delusions those sort of people have in the local theatre scene. Now, are their actions ultimately ruining local theatre because they put people off of going to them? That's a, Could this be putting people off making movies? That I think for is... fear of being mocked by people like us in a podcast. Well, maybe, but then again, all publicity is good publicity, right? <laughs> sure. Tell Bill Cosby that. <laughs> oh, don't whip out a Bill Cosby reference, Alice. Come what, on. What, what do you say, Michael? We, you you kept fairly quiet. They, they made it, you know. Like I, like I said, the analogy for me is that we've all got bits in our set that we like, but the audience don't. So, I mean, to sum it up, I watched it 24 hours ago. I've forgotten it already. Mm. It's just gone. Something to do with water. Dragon, there's a dragon. Like, yeah, dragon's fine. <laughs> And that's my review. That's going to be a real problem because when they do the sequel, they expect you to keep up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are they not going to hold your hands unless they do it previously in Knights of the Damned. And a whole <laughs> scroll, <laughs> the, the whole scroll, even longer, even through, with an Obscure evil... it, make it blurrier. <laughs> make them that they have to get a piece of pencil and etch it over the screen as they're make doing. Make it change color. <laughs> Yellow fonts on a red background. Specifically, <laughs> ones that will fuck off the color. Blinds. Put in the Annie McBeal dancing baby in front of it. And for <laughs> God's sake, make it Comic Sans. <laughs> it was so, in Georgia, yeah. I think. I'll give them that. Okay. Georgia, my favourite font, that is. Oh, uh... mine's Tintin at the moment. It's Tintin? It's a good font. It's a good font. Is it, na- is it the same font as used in the Tintin comics? No, no, no. no. Oh. Can't go wrong with windings, ladies and gentlemen. You can. And now it's time for. Hey, you! Don't watch that! Watch this! So for this week's Don't Watch That Watch This, we did think about doing 28 Days Later, which was aforementioned, but I made a last-minute bid for this one, and you guys have uh, kindly deferred. This is a really good, nasty little horror film that takes place in a forest, for the most part, uh, with Thomas Turgoose and also uh, young Michael Fassbender, and Mm. uh, what's his name as well? Jack O'Connell. So Uh, so basically... Most of Channel 4's output for the last most, like, 10 years. Yeah, most of Film 4's work. Yeah, and and also uh, a woman in it whose name I can't remember, but she's been in tons of stuff as well, and she's really good in it. About a young couple that uh, uh, encounter fury as teens who get involved. And it's just about this escalation of violence, and it's a really nice, nasty little film, mostly filmed in the woods, and it's just a really good little... Like nasty, violent horror film. Yeah, just remove the knights, remove the dragons, remove Ew. the water demons. I'm just saying, if you make a film in a forest on a low budget, you can do something. So yeah, Eden Lake, get, give it a try, and you guys give it a try too. And I have definitely watched it, or yes. I haven't. <laughs> I, I I approve of this. Kelly film, Riley yeah. is the woman that's in it. Oh, of course, Which old one? Kel. <laughs> Ginger Lake, <laughs> I think she might be Irish. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. For the next episode, this was one that I, I brought to your guys' attention, and, and Thomas did some good research into it. it. looks like we're going to be able to get our hands on it. Oh, yes. Not necessarily through legal means, but, you know, if you want to follow <coughs> us, if you want to follow us, there are places you could watch whilst on the tube. I, I, would, I would recommend hunting it down legally. Wink. Wink. Yes. Uh, what are we suggesting? It's another Hammer film, but oh, just great. like on the buses, <laughs> it is not them working within their usual wheelhouse of horror films. I it is. The, I love that the first two Hammer films that we've selected are a raunchy comedy and a fucking kung fu movie. That's right. For your next assignment, if you wish to watch it along with us, Don't. you are to watch Hammer's kung fu action film of 1974. 
Shatter. It sounds shit. Well, it, it, is it Shatter or Shatter? It's Shatter, isn't it? Is it Shatter because the guy's yeah, name is Shatter? Yeah, the guy, and then oh, there's God. even in you know, international markets it's called. They call him Shatter. Okay. Oh. <coughs> Shatter. I think there's some obvious puns that we can make <laughs> about that. Oh, but we will gonna... save it for next week. But until then, if you want to get in touch with me, my name is Lorcan Mullen. That is L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for Apple N for Norman. If you put an at gmail.com at the end of that, that's my email address. If you move that at to the front, and then that is my Twitter handle and my Instagram account. Uh, you can hunt me down on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all the usual places going forward. Uh, Tom Hodkinson. Um, put Tom an H in Tom because I'm just better than most Toms and yeah I'm Michael Bell uh, if you want to find me on Twitter it's at MichaelBell86 uh, if you want to find me on Facebook find me I challenge you uh, <laughs> and yeah also me and Tom are in the double act we do gigs around Birmingham and other places we are the Kamikaze Club yes not um, Kamikaze Club because that is a Japanese J-pop band the Kamikaze we Club don't, we don't endorse them mm. no. but until Next week, this has been Best of Worst of British, and we've just spent longer than the film itself <laughs> sitting around making fun of a bunch of people that went out and made a movie. This week, my big investment was getting my first ever professional beard trim in my life. Ooh. Put it this way, the closeness of the shave around the moustache made me look a bit too much like a 1950s French police officer for my liking. <laughs> Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Sexy lady mermaid.